Wertes in der Kleinstadt Winden ein Junge auf mysteriöse Weise verschwunden. Die Frage ist nicht, wer die Kinder entführt hat, sondern wann. Das Ende ist der Anfang. Und der Anfang ist das Ende. Tick, tick. Du wirst alles verstehen, wenn es an der Zeit ist zu verstehen. Tick, tick. Aber jede Entscheidung für etwas ist doch immer eine Entscheidung gegen etwas. Hello and welcome to Dark, a companion podcast to the Netflix TV series. I'm Acorn. I'm PB. And I'm Merkels. Shall we begin? Yes. Yes. I've been waiting for this episode, but before we begin, I just want to point out and talk about how this is a companion podcast, also known as a retrospective and not a watch along. So if you clicked on this episode out of curiosity and are starting here, stop if you haven't watched the whole show. Go watch the whole show and then come back here because this is a spoiler heavy zone. We're going to be talking about everything. Especially this episode. Yeah. Especially this episode. Yes. We've also chosen to run the podcast as more of a discussion between friends. So each week we go away with a topic, we write our own notes, and then we come together and record and share them. Nobody has any sneak peeks, which means we may not always get everything completely right, but this should lend for more surprises. And ultimately, we want you to feel like you're in our living room discussing right along with us. Or in the case of this episode, bitching. Yeah, which is what I will be doing, <laughs> <laughs> because today we're talking about the unknown and other critiques and other critiques. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is basically our chance after over 20 episodes of praising and gushing about how wonderful Dark is. This is our opportunity to talk about the things that we don't like, because especially with season three, there were some things that just kind of got under our skin. So mm -hmm. we're going to air that dirty laundry, so to speak and talk about the things that we just didn't like. I'm into this theme. I think it's going to be a great discussion. Yeah, yeah, you said that you found some things that maybe changed your mind about the unknown, right, Mercs? I said I was going to attempt to do oh, that. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. Still on the same page. Yep. No, hey, that's all right. <laughs> Don't know if I was able to give the unknown a fair crack in that regard. Well, the writers didn't give him a fair crack. Sorry, I'm just diving right in. Go, Acorn, you lead the way and then I won't be able to stop myself, I'm sure, at some point. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> I actually think that we should maybe pick our top most hated or most frustrating thing about the show each and mm -hmm. talk about that first and then mm -hmm. just kind of go from there because I personally have notes all over the place. Okay. Oh, I wow. personally went back and watched season three again. And as I encountered <sighs> stuff, I would just like type type notes on my phone. So mm -hmm. I have a bunch, but what are your top critiques? The unknown, the unknown, the unknown, just rip him out. You don't, you don't need him. You do not need him. Yeah. You, you don't need him in the show. <laughs> it's the fucking worst thing to happen to, to that show. I'm sorry. I think I've said this in a previous episode, but I feel like season one and season two were nearly flawless. I remember watching season one and then the way it ended, I was like, uh oh, they're going, you know, they added in the future instead of two time. Oh boy, this probably isn't going to go well. And then they fucking did it and it was masterful. And I was so impressed. And I never once felt like, It was hokey Hollywood bullshit. It really felt like something special. There was subtlety. There were moments where it wasn't subtle, but it worked. And it never felt like it never felt like a cheesy 
action movie that was dumbing down what was happening for the average audience that was just hopping in on a random episode. You know how TV used to do that? Yeah. You know, where it would be like, well, we have to re-explain this or dumb it down because most people are watching this on cable television and they haven't seen all the episodes. So we need to drive it home or we need to retouch on these things. Well, with the introduction of Netflix, you didn't need to do that anymore because you could access previous episodes. People were binging through things and the way they approached season one and season two is very much like that. Season three, the unknown with all three of them present, like some weird trifecta of cheese with the, and some of it may be the way the young child actor was always sneering like he was some crazy villain. It, it could be that. So sorry. But everybody else. Yeah. They had fucking put in the show was so good. All the other child actors were incredible. Just these ones having no lines and like. Yeah. I fucking hated it. I hated it. It got to the point where I saw him on that. You know, that scene that is otherwise like fucking perfect where the secretary comes into the office and he comes in with the wire and it's all like, I'm like, what is, I yelled at the TV. I was like, why are you ruining this? (laughs) Why are you ruining your perfect show with this fucking person? No one cares. You literally could have made it. And the only reason the unknown is in there is for this like plot device, like the entire family line has to come from the unknown, which has to be a loop and a tail leading itself. Who fucking cares? You don't have to answer that. We didn't need that. We just didn't need it. It could have literally been anyone else. You could have just, <laughs> we didn't need it. God damn it. <laughs> I wonder how much of the issues that you had with the child actor is that, so the actors who played the young version and old version are actually Jacob Deal's son and father. <gasps> So they're all related? Well, I feel like an asshole. So I wonder if maybe like his kid maybe just wasn't really an actor. I don't know. Yeah. Or, you know, just tell the kid to look around. He doesn't have to be a sinister villain. I don't understand. They all did it, though. Yeah. You're touching on the thing that I, I found to be the most frustrating about the unknown is you just don't know why he is the way that he is. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. I have a theory. Okay. Yeah. What's your theory? So I think that the show has a lot of focus on how the love between Marta and Jonas is wrong and terrible. And because they're related, it's like biologically gross and all this stuff. Yeah. And origin, right? Yeah. It -hmm. seems very morally based. And so I wonder if the unknown, they were like, well, it came from the love between these two people who aren't supposed to love each other. So they created this like terrible human who is then used, who Marta then raises to use to like kill people. And so it just is so kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And I feel like I disagree so wholeheartedly with that theory and that concept. Yeah. Because Martha's not like that. Yeah. Also, Martha's not like that. And you know, what's really weird is I felt like the show was so good at not being sexist. And not following stupid tropes about women and like the fucking pregnant sci-fi trope. Get yeah, rid dude. of it. What yeah. the fuck, man? Why is it in everything? God, like yeah. the moment they were like, I remember this season two, Mergs put something in the fucking chat and was like, oh God, I hope this isn't going to be, you know, <laughs> something growing in Martha that's, uh, I hope it doesn't go pregnant. And it did. And I, it was just so disappointing for a show that was so strong in not following that, you know, 
half of the cast is women over 40, very strong women over 40 that have very different stories to tell. And then just to suddenly it felt like it was like throwing it all away by just being like their unborn baby is the origin point, which I know was a red herring. So make something else a red herring. It makes me feel like a producer from Netflix stepped in and was like, we need an explanation for who the the origin is. And we need this, this and this. And it would make sense to me that Jonas and Marta would have a baby. And that would actually, you know, I don't know. It seems like they planned it from the very beginning. But at the same time, it feels like it feels rushed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually my biggest complaint about the show. My biggest criticism is that I feel like I understand why they wanted to do it in three seasons. And yep. I know it follows the the whole number three thing. Yeah. But I feel like season three could have been two seasons. Yep. I agree. It could have been. It was so rushed. There was so much exposition. And I think the unknown exists in order to make season three make sense yeah. in that rushed capacity yep. because yep. he explains how all this stuff happened in yeah. like the end. And he like shows up at certain points. It's like, oh, he wrote the book. He did the thing. He did blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this is, I would have so much preferred if the unknown was literally an unknown and it was just yeah. Tanhouse's actor, but we never saw his face because it, I mean, depending on what they're trying to do with the show, but in my brain, after watching the end, which in my opinion, that end episode made up for a lot of the issues in season three. And I was like back on board again. Yeah. But I thought, okay, this is a ripple. These worlds are a ripple from Tanhouse's mind or psyche or, you know, whatever the case is. And now this is an existential tale in philosophy and our purpose in life and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like into it. But if that's the case, you didn't need it all to make sense. You could have had an unknown figure there that was truly an unknown that yeah. nobody knows the answer or where it's coming from, you know? And I just, I just, I just fucking hated it. I fucking hated it. It also ruins that theory a little bit because it's like, who is the unknown representing then? Like if we're able to look at every character and mm-hmm. see like, oh, this can come from Tanhouse and this can come from Tanhouse. And yeah. then the unknown is just like a random murderer dude who's just yeah. like very aggressive and abusive and like evil. Yeah, that's it. He was so bad. And it's yeah. like... This whole thing was between good and evil in the beginning. They said, you know, there's a fight between light and dark, but then they do such a good job of being like, there is no light and dark. It's only gray. And then season three, this fucker comes out of nowhere with them all being like at the same place at the same time, all the time, the over the top trifecta of young, old and middle-aged and i just want to fucking punch them all in the face i hate it so much i don't understand how the unknown has three different selves where did they grow up what happened in between they also just have no personality and what that doesn't make any sense it could have been marta instead It, it didn't have to be this thing it's like honestly i feel like they said there is a true origin point but Adam has to have been thinking it's something else other than the truth this entire time. So what does Adam think it is? Oh, Adam thinks it's the baby that they had and that by killing Marta and that origin point, it'll all. Except it doesn't even work. I mean, it doesn't work, but it sort of makes sense that that would be the only thing that would unravel everything. No, totally. But it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Like they, he does it. 
he kills her. Yeah. And then the unknown still exists and there's no explanation there. Yeah. Like the unknown is still fine. So and they don't explain how the unknown existed after that. So like they're fine giving an unknown in that regard. But the guy can still exist like it doesn't <laughs> i'm like what yeah and like because like you said the unknown was the the focus and it was adam's theory that he was the origin and that by destroying him he would destroy the timeline like mm-hmm. i get why the focus was placed on him but when you think back how much time was spent on the unknown and the different realities of martha that is the season it's almost like they just kind of dumped all the character development from cycle one, or cycle one and cycle two uh, season one and season two yeah to focus on this just because it was like what the characters thought was happening yeah it was it was weird it was a complete change in structure and there was no like background explanation for why things were happening the way that they were other than time travel and different realities yeah because like the unknown i would be on board with the unknown if there was a reason for him being the way that he is if we knew why there were three different versions of him. Where did he grow up? What yeah. memories and events and histories happened in between those three versions? When did he get with Agnes? Under what circumstances? For how yeah. long? Like there's all this stuff about the character himself that he's that's been teased, but we never get to see or understand any of it. Yeah. And instead it's just watching him piece together. And actually that's a disclaimer I want to make before we get too far. I truly believe, I haven't found an answer for this, but I truly believe that there was an agreement that the series would fit into three seasons. Yes. And I actually think you're onto something, Mergs. I want to say there was more involvement in season three because it felt completely different from season one and yeah. season two. So I almost want to think there was some sort of like, you can you only have this many episodes yeah. to complete your story. Go. Because even yeah. if they had added a couple episodes, like make make it one season, but just add three or so episodes so you can explore more content. But they locked themselves in. Yeah. yeah. With a specific time and specific episode number and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. In order to fit the lore and everything, which I understand and have great respect for. Yes. But, you know, at the same time, uh, it does feel like maybe there were hands on season three that were not there in the previous two. I don't know. I, I don't know if I feel that, but I feel like... I don't know if a producer came in and stepped in for season three, but I do feel like there was pressure probably to answer a lot of questions and they may have just fallen into the hole of trying to explain too much because if you've only got three seasons to tell a story, you're gonna, you're gonna leave some stuff out. Mm -hmm. It would have been better had they left some things out. Also, we spent so much fucking time with the characters that already existed in season one and season two to just introduce a new character that is so integral to the story that we've literally never seen a hint of in season one and season two felt ham-fisted and just and that's how it came off to me like you just threw him in there and it could have been anybody else it could have it could have been anybody else it could have been no one you didn't even need to explain how those things happened it could have literally been an unknown. And I think it would have been better to focus on fucking Agnes for five seconds or Magnus and Francisca. They introduced a character that we've never seen before. And they yep. took out a character that we've seen consistently, yep. like yep. Claudia. Yes. I understand that the last time we saw Claudia was when she was shot. It literally could have been Claudia. 
for fuck's sake. That's the thing that upsets me as well, is that I think actually the introduction of the unknown totally kind of ruins the machinations that Claudia and the other members had been doing because basically they were like, look at how much care and thought and focus these people are taking in order to, you know, control and manipulate this timeline. And then the unknown just comes in and is like, I'm just going to murder a bunch of people. I'm just going to make these changes for everyone with murder, ham fisted, blah, you know, and it, it just takes so much away yeah, it's just and this weird like string weapon. I I just yeah, I just the wire. Yeah, the wire which is symbolic. I like it. You know, if we're looking at, you know, the thread of fate and all that, super cool. It but becomes d- a circle around a neck. Yeah, you know, like I I get it, but it's just like and the look on his face and it's just it was just so fucking cheesy and I hated every second of it. I hated it so much. There were moments where I was yelling at the TV, like, What are you doing to my baby? <laughs> you fucking monsters. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what about you, Mergs? What's your your number one critique? Yeah, my number one critique is that the I think they should have done four seasons. I think mm-hmm. the last season, while I understand the you know goal to have it be three for the lore and that number and everything, I don't really have an easy solution other than just having a second season. I feel like that would have been way better. And I feel like they wouldn't have needed the unknown if they just had that extra season to like answer those questions and take that time. I agree with Peebs that the final episode really fixed or I just accepted a lot of season three because of how good the final episode was. Um, But yeah, it it is uh, it is super tough because I do think that the introduction of the unknown and the way that the unknown operates brings up a lot of questions, unanswered questions and uh, confusing feelings towards Ava, Marta. Mm-hmm. It kind of takes away from the impact of what everyone had been doing up until that point. It makes Adam look stupid. Yeah. It just like, it doesn't make sense why, how he slept with both Agnes's and both worlds in order to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just so mm-hmm. fucking weird. Like, so honestly, weird. It would have been. So, yeah. oh. This is the last thing I will say about it. I swear <laughs> on my life. But it it just would have been so cool if they were like, where did this come from? How did this happen? Where is the origin point? And it was truly unknown because then it's like we're stuck in a loop, but we don't understand how. And it's the first clue that Claudia gets that like, oh, that's not the origin point. We have to find the real origin point. You know, the origin point isn't with Adam and Ava. It's, you know, something else. And it's just, I, I, I just, I don't know, man. Season one and season two were character driven. It was yeah. these people and we're learning about their story and time travel is involved and all these other cool things are happening, but it's truly about them and their story. And season three was suddenly fucking let me just monologue for 20 minutes exposition in your face just so we drive home why we did all the things that we did. Uh, yeah. You know, a couple of other lines. It became plot driven. Season yeah. three, yeah. let's wrap everything up to get to the final scene that hits home really well fucking get rid of it get rid of it (laughs) the pregnancy really bothered me which is like why i made a comment about it because it like peeves also said it's a trope in sci-fi that just really inherently bugs me i see it in everything basically anytime there's a woman in a sci-fi series at one point or another she's fucking pregnant with some monster 
And then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like this whole thing where they're like, oh, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen to a woman getting pregnant, body horror, blah, blah, blah. And it's like up until that point, the show had been so, I don't know, just like modern. <laughs> and, yeah. And it didn't fall into those pitfalls, those traps. And it threw me for a loop when it was like, oh, Adam's got to kill her and her unborn baby. And yeah. it's like, oh, come on. I'm just not into the whole like female sacrifice narrative for male blah, blah, blah. You, I mean, you guys know me. I'll sit on a soapbox all day about these like feminist <laughs> yeah. theories, but it just like it bothered me uh, because I felt like it was just so at odds with the tone and the respect that the previous seasons had had. And again, it's something that I think could have been solved if they had taken the time and made another season, made a fourth season to answer those questions. Because like like you guys said, Claudia could have been the one doing all the stuff that the unknown did. She didn't have to murder people, but she could have, you know, everything about the show was about subtle machinations to make this timeline continue. It was about manipulation. It was about intelligence. It was about chess. And the unknown is not chess. The unknown is a fucking gun. (laughs) Yeah. The unknown is just like an explosion. That's also what I hated about it. He's very physical and like just, you know, if everybody was just killing people like, oh, it just takes so much wind out of Ulrich's moment where he's looking at his hands at what he has done. And the unknown just walks in there with a fucking wire and offs people like, come on. And it's like, oh, he's evil because he's the product of Marta and Jonas's love and because they're cousins or some shit. And yet they're perfect for each other in every way. It's so dumb. I'm sorry. Could you imagine? Could you? I just had this thought like 10 minutes ago. Like, what if the creators of the show find this podcast and click on this episode first? Oh, God. And they don't listen to our like 24 episodes of pure love and adoration. Yeah. Creators, I'm so sorry, because here's the thing as well. Like, I should say I struggle sometimes when consuming media, because Mm -hmm. where is the line between my opinion and what I would have wanted versus creator vision and what they intended and to respect Mm -hmm. creators vision, whether I agree with it or not. And they made choices based on whatever. And I'm you know, I respect them and they clearly made the choice to put this guy in the show Mm -hmm. Uh, and whatever intentions they had. That's great. I respect you. but. It was difficult. It was a fucking departure. It was a fucking (laughs) departure from season one and season two, in my opinion. And if that's what they wanted. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. The concept of this like trio. Oh, it's all three of the timelines in one. And it's the guy with this like it's his younger son. It's like deus ex machina it's like fan art (gasps) that's what yes that's what it felt like it felt like a fanfic of season one and two just just rip him out what changes nothing (laughs) it's better you'd have to take out the pregnancy which i'm not gonna whine about or just leave the pregnancy unknown she's pregnant but we never see who the child is or you don't know if she's pregnant or not like take it out it just felt so shitty to be honest yeah Let's just kill the main character, female character, who's like super bomb and super cool because now she's pregnant. So now we have to kill her because she's pregnant. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just like a whole minefield for me. Sorry for yelling. (laughs) What would you have the origin point be then? Let's try to make this constructive criticism instead of just fucking bitching. I, I mean, I'm fine with the origin point being the union between 
Jonas and Martha, if it isn't like the extreme focus of the whole season, you know what I mean? They could have done it actually as like, okay, if he wasn't evil and the origin point was not involved in the story really as much, and maybe Afa kept him and had him and we find out that he exists and, you know, he's just a, he's just a person. Dude. Like everyone else, he's just a person. And he's fine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What if, dude, dude, mm-hmm. what if she's not pregnant, but he says, I have to kill you because no matter what, we always find each other again. No matter what time, we still end up falling for each other. So their love is the origin. At, our love is the origin. At one point, we do have a child and I can never stop it. Even when I try to stay away from you, I can't. Instead of like, we did it that one time and you were pregnant at 17, blah, blah, blah. It just gives this idea that like, no matter what they try to do, they always find each other. They're always intrinsically linked back. We can't stop falling in love with each other. And the only way for me to stop this from happening is to kill us both. And I think I would have preferred that. Could you imagine, could you imagine that final scene? He tricks Marta there. And then he gives this speech like, no matter what, I never stop loving you. And the only way to get us all out of this horrific, never ending loop is to stop this from happening. And he just embraces her and is like, opens the apocalypse on them. This is the only way I can see it ending. And he just hugs her. And then the fucking apocalypse goes, man. What? That's so much better than I must rip the unborn pregnant baby fetus out of your (laughs) sci-fi belly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, I'm with you on that. Because also I'm super against the idea of like him killing her and her being like, why I didn't do anything. It, yeah. Just the whole vibe is super weird. Yeah. Either Ava does that to Adam. Well, Ava wants to keep the loop going. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just like one of the other things that I found weird is like in season three, mm-hmm. they rely a lot on previous storytelling from seasons one and two yeah. to explain why Marta and Jonas are connected. And I don't think that Afa and Adam or the Marta and Jonas in season three actually feel like that. Yeah. Well, it's because it's all exposition dialogue. Yeah. All of the fucking lines in season three, maybe not all of them, but a significant portion of all of their monologuing and their dialogue between each other is literally exposition explaining their actions it's not feelings Mm -hmm. which season one and season two is feelings all of their dialogue is real bullshit that people say and think and feel and they're connecting with each other and i think i just wanted more of that i just you know and explaining you can have moments of connection between two characters that are saying i feel this and i feel that and it explains their actions you don't need to fucking you don't need yeah. to spend 20 minutes doing a villainous monologue explaining why you're doing the thing that you're doing or, oh, yeah, but I did this and I sent him back there. And so I have tricked you. And it was just so much of that. And I I wasn't even any clearer on that either. You had to pause it and go back and rewatch things and be yeah. like, oh, OK, I guess I understand. Because the motivations weren't there because they didn't establish the feelings. So it yeah. was just like. I don't understand your motivation, which means I don't understand your train of thought, which means I can't follow you. Yeah. So you telling me why you're doing this, like Adam's entire role in season three. It's bad, man. It's so bad because it doesn't tell me how he becomes like, it doesn't explain to me why he is the way he is. He just continues sort of going on and on about like, oh, 
we need to stop the timeline. We need to stop the timeline. We need yeah. to stop the timeline. And it's just like, I gave so much grace. <laughs> that would have solved my main complaint with season three. If they had cut the exposition and mm-hmm. actually just gave us moments, just one moment with Adam, where yeah. he talked about how painful it was to be in this loop forever. Mm-hmm. You know? If that moment where Adam and Marta are connecting, dude, could you, okay, now I'm my, my fucking director creative brain is going. Could you imagine, you know how the stranger looks at Marta yeah, and everything is explained by the way he looks at her and all that pain is in his face. Could you imagine? Cause Adam is the same actor, right? Just covered in makeup. Could you imagine that moment where he just looks at her the same way he did in season two and you can see it on his face, even though he's fully scarred and broken. And like, just give me a moment <sighs> like that. Just one. That would fill my soul. I think they tried to do that because they have the scene where everything's falling apart and then they hug. But it was like, I don't know, man. Like it just, it, it, the other thing too, is that if that scene existed, I do not remember it because I will tell you, it's been a while since I watched season three. Yeah. And what I remember of season three it does not include an emotional release yeah. between Adam and Ava. It does no. not include an emotional connection to Adam. In fact, Adam in season three is just completely fucking confusing to me. I don't have any idea what he was really doing. And yeah. most of his, like, like I said, I I was just kind of like, okay, Adam, do your thing, yeah. brah, you know? And you're absolutely right. I think we were missing that emotional connection and that reminder. I think they focused too much on how it destroyed him and not enough on what was left of him. Yes, I agree with yeah. that completely. Oh, yeah. There were some really cool things I did like about season three. I'm now remembering um, because season three is where they start with Marta, right? Yeah. And she's yeah. mirroring Jonas. Fucking phenomenal. Incredible. Season, season three has the music that is sl- slightly different, just pitched slightly different. The reality is, and that fucking beautiful i fucking loved that but we were so connected to jonas and his story as well and showing the mirror with marta great fucking phenomenal loved all of that but i just needed to feel them really yeah and i love what you said about it focuses on the destroyed and not what was left of him because there was something left and the only thing that was left was basically a man broken wanting to end the pain for everyone yeah where was that yeah yeah where was that it made him more of a really traditional like hollywood villain and i didn't like that like i would have just loved one moment with him and maybe he didn't feel remorse for noah maybe he didn't feel anything for what he had done because the ends justify the means but i know there was a little bit of Jonas in there left and it would have been nice to just have a moment where he's reflecting on that where he even just says like you know this the cost is great but i am trying to end the suffering for all of us you know something like that and if it happened, I don't remember it because that's the other thing, yeah. too, is like he, they yeah. might have they might have done that. They might have had him say a line. Yeah, but if they did, it was small and short. It was and so small and quick. And I, it was yeah. exposition-y. There was yep. no emotion attached to it. And I, I just can't. And it was like every fucking episode, man. Yeah. Having watched season three recently, there yeah. really isn't much. It's just... It's so much of what you were saying, Murgles. It's like, we have to stop the timeline. We have to destroy the timeline. And then 
there's this like mic drop owning moment where Claudio shows up and it's like, haha, I've been here the whole time, even though yeah. you haven't seen me in seven episodes. It could have been Claudia, dude. Yeah, All of I know. the unknown yeah. bullshit could have been Claudia. Rip out the unknown, put in Claudia, and they're like, what is the origin point? And Adam is thinking, Adam could have thought there is no origin point or the origin point is us. Like somehow mm -hmm. we do something and I just know it. I feel it in my bones that it's related to us because that implies that intrinsic connection, right? He doesn't have to have yeah. empirical evidence. He's maybe he's like, I think this is the only way to stop it is you and me because you perpetuate it and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we're the two halves of a whole. It also shows the desperation. Yeah. And yeah, I love yeah. that. The yeah. idea of like, we've been doing this over and over and over and over. And the only way I can think to break the cycle is to be rid of us both. That would have been so cool. And then Claudia comes in and is like, I've been perpetuating this long enough that I can figure out what the true origin point is. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be I'm perpetuating it to perpetuate it forever. It could have been I just need time. Ironically, I just need time to figure it all out. And then I have and it's Regina and it's this and it's something we didn't understand because it's related yeah. really truly to Dan House and there's just something external that I couldn't quite grasp but this is somehow the answer it it, it just could have been Claudia god damn it and yeah then, yeah would have been so much fucking better <laughs> I think it would have been almost even more powerful because the whole point about Adam and the whole point about Ava is this sort of self-aggrandized mm -hmm. obsession with mm -hmm. them being the start the end and the beginning you know yeah. and imagine that punch when it's like no dummies like it wasn't you it's at all never and you been guys about have been, you it's never been yeah. about you and you've been trapped in this like never ending you could have been happy you could have done this you could have yeah. done that and actually it had nothing to do with you and i think that would have been like holy shit yeah you know, and then that also makes their sacrifice even more, yeah. in my opinion, because it's like, oh, it's not actually about us, but we are still going to if we can help, if we, us doing this can make this end, then yeah. let's do that. We'll sacrifice ourselves, even though it wasn't us who started it. It wasn't our fault because yeah. I think there's a whole element of like, oh, it's our fault for having sex and a baby that's super evil, I guess. Yeah, it's it's so strange. Yeah. And yeah. also that lends to the message that they try to bring in at the end. What is our purpose and will they even remember us? Yeah. Because imagine finding out you're not the origin point, Adam and Ava, Marta and Jonas. You're not responsible for this. I, I almost said you didn't really matter in the yeah. scheme of what's happening here. But that's the message they're trying to drive home is that, you know, we're infinitesimally small creatures and beings in the grand scheme of the universe. Will they even remember us is such a good line of like, did we even matter? What was our purpose in all of this? We felt something. We experienced something. And I felt like the end of the series is my personal belief presented to me in a way in which it just really, it just really connected with, with me in that moment where it was like, Oh, okay. You make your own purpose. It's not handed to you. It's not handed to you. Yeah. And you do matter and you can be your whole world. <sighs> I just feel like a couple of key changes could have made that hit home so much harder. And just that idea of like that, that final scene where they're looking through the closet and they're kind of like, you know, they're seeing each other when they're young, 
you know, that whole idea that um, they've been connected. They can feel that way. They could have been connected. And that's super fucking cool. And it doesn't have to be because they end up having some evil baby, you know, like it's just, yeah. it's just weird. I didn't articulate that very well. I'm on like two hours of sleep. I promise there's an episode coming out where I have a whole thing to talk about the end of the show, which I loved. Um, but yeah, I just really feel like, I just really feel like season three, unfortunately for me, dropped the ball in a lot of ways. The exposition, the pacing, it either needed an extra season or they needed to cut some shit out. Yeah. And, uh, and the unknown was a major disappointment for me. That's I think it. it's a testament to the show, though, that like we hold it in such high regard despite so those much. things. Yes. And that the groundwork that they did for the show in season one and season two and even that ending in season three is so incredibly masterful mm -hmm. that they can throw in a character like the unknown and they can do these sort of full exposition tone shifts. And we still consider it one of our favorite shows of all yes, time. And yeah, we still yeah. dedicated like 35 episodes, <laughs> 33 episodes of a podcast. Hours and hours of our lives to this yeah. podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I agree with that too. I feel like I have just taken over and ranted I'm, for I, an I'm hour. With with, I'm with you on that. And I feel like Acorn is for like, well. Acorn. <laughs> it's Acorn, okay. What did you not like about yes. season three? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been searching for this one thing i found on reddit that i wanted to share so it's yes. actually fine that you were monologuing i like a villain like they did I in season three <laughs> welcome to the season three of this podcast <laughs> total tonal shift we've been loving the entire fucking thing and now we're just ranting for an hour oh my god you're right that's gotta be the oh title god. of this episode the season welcome three season of this po podcast yeah. oh my god no, but I completely agree with what you're saying, though. I really think that my biggest problem with season three is it had no heart. It didn't have the character connection that we've had for the last two seasons. And for me, at least, it really was driven home in one particular scene. Carriage? No, actually. Oh, okay. Season I was three, episode to six, <laughs> which is light and shadow. And it's when Ava is sending out her agents to go do whatever to maintain the timeline. Mm -hmm. Well, I had a moment. I'm going to put a picture in our discord. Yeah. I had a moment where I was looking at these people all lined up and it just hit me that we were six episodes into this season and we knew almost nothing about any of these members of Eret Lux. And you could argue their story, their characterization, their lives are similar enough to Adam's world that we didn't need to explore it. But then I started thinking, no, wait, that's Bartosh right there. Yeah. Oh, Bartosh is still alive. Well, did he dig the tunnels and is in the cave still? Is his relationship any better with Hano? What has he been doing with his life since he didn't God. die when he was like 30 or something? Yeah. And then why is Alt Claudia such a good little soldier instead of someone who would move mountains for her daughter like the Claudia from Adam's world is? Oh, God, you're so right, Acorn. You're so fucking right. Here's the thing, too. It's like they're trying to tell this spiritual journey. And we know this because the writers went through and said, we're reading all the spiritualism. We're trying to tell we're trying to tell a story about the purpose of existing from various different perspectives. This is what we're trying to do. That's our main goal. All they needed to do was focus on these people and these people having a different perspective from their alternate 
reality selves. Claudia could still want to move mountains for her daughter in this world, but in her mind, it's, I just don't want her to die. Yeah, I want to preserve her. Because I don't know. The unknown is what happens if Adam succeeds and none of this exists. I don't know. It's that whole question of, of death or what lies beyond or, you know, it's the unknown, truly the beautiful uh, version of the unknown, which is we can't let Adam succeed because then, then I lose everything I've ever had with you. And that matters to me. Yeah. Like how much more complex would it have been for Adam's role, Claudia, to be okay with Regina dying in that timeline because it doesn't matter. She's going to live in the origin world. And then Ava's world, Claudia being like, no, we can't. I want this Regina. I want this Regina, which is honestly, that's such a cool thing to think about. Anyway, that's a whole cool concept where it's like, it's almost like the clone thing, right? Where it's, you know, if you could, what we talked about in one of our original episodes, if you could go back in time and change your past, would you? Well, no, because then I wouldn't exist the way I am today. And yes, I went through some really painful things in my life, but it made me who I am today. And I'm learning to love that person. It's mm-hmm. that concept right there. And that's yeah. all we needed. All we needed was a dialogue between someone. All we needed was Francisca and Magnus to say, We love each other. We don't want to lose this. He won't exist if Adam succeeds. I won't exist if Adam succeeds. I don't want to die. Literally, that's a powerful motivation. Preserve the timeline so we can continue living and being together. Even if it's trapped in a loop, I just want that time. Which is what Ava wants with her son. It's so powerful. I just it want is. time in a world about time travel yeah. I, and being stuck in a loop. I just want that small amount of time with you. And then it loops back into that final scene. Will they remember us? Yeah. All we had was the short amount of time. Your life, all you have is this moment and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. It would have just been so much more philosophically powerful, which I personally think is what they were trying to do with the show. They were using sci-fi to tell a spiritual story and or, you know, a philosophical story or both because we know that they read about philosophy. They read about the holographic universe. They read about all these sorts of things to try to inform this story. And I just feel like, God, that would yeah. have been so good. Yeah, that's actually super incredible to think about because... That it is that element of like, why? Like, what is, if we're going to discuss the point of life and the point of existing Mm -hmm. and that there is no point, but what we make of it. So why don't we see what they're making of it? And why is that not part of the decisions that they make? Shit, dude. That should have been season three. You are absolutely right. No fucking exposition. No unknown. It should have been us. Oh my God, Murgles! It should have been. It should have been us falling in love with alt world. Yeah. So we didn't want to let it go either. That I think that's just a huge point to touch on. This idea of yeah, Adam's view of the timeline is that because it continues, that it's suffering. Yes. But what about the people who just want to continue because they love each other? They want yeah. to spend that time with each other, like you said, yeah. and that's enough for them. That's fine with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to die because this is enough. 
you know? Yeah. And, and the whole concept of like, is it real or is it not real? Well, if you can't tell the difference, does it matter? Yeah, dude. You know, like give, give us a line with Adam being like, yeah, but this isn't real. You know, we're trapped in something and somebody saying, I don't care. It's enough for me. This is real. And, you know, Magnus grabbing hands, you know, just give us more person to person stuff. It's that idea of the influence of the matrix. You yes. know, they always reference the matrix. So where's the red pill? Where's the blue pill? Yes. Where, <laughs> yes. where is, where is Cypher? <laughs> yeah, they are Cypher. And that's Eric it. Lux is Cypher, but we don't have we don't have the cipher speech. Yeah, you are f- so fucking right. They reference the Matrix purposefully to try to explain what the Matrix is also visiting, which is this idea of, you know, if the if you had no idea that you were living in a simulation, are the connections that you're feeling real? Does it yep. matter? They touch on that. And Eret Lux is supposed to be the cipher. The, the give me the pill. Yeah. I'll live in the matrix. It's fine. So show us what is worth fighting for, for them. God damn. You know what that makes me think of? Mm. Uh, and I might be absolutely wrong. So please check me. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, that reads somewhat of an opinion of how could anyone choose this life when yes. there is so much suffering and so much awfulness in it? Yeah. Like, that's Adam, right? Is how yeah. would someone choose this when there is so much pain that the pain overtakes the love and the love cannot come back from that? Yeah. And to me, it feels as though perhaps there is a leaning in opinion there. Maybe. Because I wonder if it, if it would be difficult if you didn't believe in it, if it would be difficult to tell a story from the position of actually the love is what makes the suffering it's the love side that makes us suffer for it and it's worth it. You know, yeah. do you remember us several, several moons ago now in the very beginning of this podcast, us discussing that we think that one of the creators suffered uh, potentially a loss of a child or, you know, that had a significant yeah. heart in the story. Yeah. I think Adam saying, I want to undo all of this because the suffering was so great it's not worth it. You know, look at Claudia, you know, my, my child ends up dying of cancer. I want to save her, you know, or even just the thought of, I had five beautiful years with this person and then they died horrifically, or, you know, we suffered a great loss and a great suffering. And then thinking that pain is too great. Why would this happen to me? Why? Yeah. And then the other side of that, which is, I wouldn't trade those five years for the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, it's a really powerful metaphor that I feel like they lose sight of in season mm-hmm. three. Yep. I agree. And maybe they didn't want, maybe they didn't want it. Maybe, maybe we're just reading into this whole fucking thing. And there was just enough philosophy and metaphor littered in that, they were trying to tell the sci-fi story the whole time and we, we just saw things that weren't there. <laughs> but I don't believe that. In my heart of hearts, I don't believe that. I don't believe no. that. No. We would not have been able to get the type of conversations yeah. out of this show yeah. that we have been mm-hmm. unless we're just like, I mean, to be fair, all three of us are incredibly creative, visual, yeah. like our our minds fill in gaps in beautiful ways. So yeah. there may have just been a collection of gaps that allowed us to fill them in. But I, I don't know. 
the the truth of the trauma in the show is just too it's too real real it's too yeah. real and and the idea that 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 fucking poster that they made up and have hanging in their fucking studio mm -hmm. the idea that you need the pain and the joy to be complete and whole mm -hmm. yep. it that it that is that is philosophy like your life will have pain. Your life will have joy and you need them both to fully, truly experience the world. Come on, man. Can I tell you then what I think would have been a better ending? Yes. I think <laughs> that if, if this is what we're talking about, this concept, yeah, this concept of pain and suffering and grief and joy mm -hmm. and love and all that, don't save Tanhouse's kids at the end. He doesn't make the time machine but he learns how to live with the grief. Yeah. You know, because you can't save, you can't yeah. save anyone. When you lose someone, they're gone and that's it. That's all you had of them. And whether you believe in a afterlife or anything like that, it's not something that you're going to see in your lifetime. So as far as, you know, each individual is concerned, that person is gone. And I understand that need and that suffering and that grief and that pain. And I understand that, throw everything away to get that person back but that's just not how it works and there is nothing that you can do you just have to learn to live with it and i think part of that grief is is getting to a point where you it's so cheesy but like when you start to smile at memories again and when yeah. you start to lo love you know come back from the pain and start to experience the the love and the joy of that i i feel like that's i don't know maybe that's extreme and depressing but i feel like don't bring them back. Don't yeah. save them. It would definitely get rid of the it was all just a dream part of the story. I've seen some people online who are who were disappointed with the way that season three ended up working out because mm -hmm. it was it was all just a dream. They never existed. And then everything was OK in the end type of thing. I think that if there was more. Yeah, more heart, more character connections, more the philosophy between loss and love and the, the things that we'll do to either end a timeline or continue a timeline like that would all be much deeper stuff that would have more of an impact. I don't know. I mean, like it's a happy ending and I felt happy to watch that ending. Yeah, I liked that ending. So when I say would have been a better ending, I, I mostly mean with the context of what we're talking about in terms of like that explaining the love and the sorrow and how do we that five years, I would not trade that five years for anything yeah. kind of thing, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. If Eret Lux represented that piece. But I think maybe the reason why it doesn't is because we're coming from Tanhouse and Tanhouse does not have that. Tanhouse yeah. has grief and loss and that's it. Yeah. But they could be the memory of love. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I don't know if I felt like it's all a dream because I felt like what they did mattered. I don't know how I would feel about the ending if they didn't, um, have that final moment with Tanhouse's kids I feel like that scene was really good I feel like that scene realizing that Tanhouse's children their names are just fucking anagrams for Marta and Jonas it's fucking nuts I loved that reveal I loved that um I love the colors I love the I love that everything suddenly made sense that that intersection that yeah. we've been seeing since day one was Tanhouse's intersection. That reveal was super fucking cool. I loved that. And if they want to tell a story like that, there is hope or, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I also really enjoyed the last episode because I think it brought everything together in a really cool way. I think my issue is just with everything that came before that, because yeah. Yeah. if going back through like what we've said today, if season three was focused on Eret Lux and how the desires and efforts of the Eret Lux members contrasted with the efforts and the desires of Sigmundus, that would make it so much more interesting and be able to contrast it. And then at the end, yeah. having mm. having Adam and Ava realize that they are the origin, that they their love is the origin and they would decide to take themselves out or whatever. But then it, at the same time, it wasn't about them. It was actually about Ten House and his kids. And so mm. they like send Marta and Jonas to go save them. That would just be... I feel like more impactful because the the more I look at this picture of Eret Lux, the more I think through how these characters would feel compared to their counterparts. Because look who's standing next to Claudia. Fucking Aegon. Aegon's yep. an Eret Lux. Yep. We had such a great conversation about him in his episode and how he was just out of reach of the truth up until the end of his death. Yeah. Meanwhile, in this world, he's in it. He is a time traveler. He yeah. is a part of this along with his daughter. So how did that happen? He goes to get Hannah while she's like yeah, it's having so her weird. Yeah. Yeah. Where's how did things work out with Doris? Did Agnes come come into the picture? You know what I mean? Like what are their lives like and what what do they hold dear compared to their counterparts? What do they want to maintain? Yeah. Well, Agnes and Noah don't exist in this world because they don't exist because Bartosh didn't have them. I, I think he does. No, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Bartosh and Hanno are in the shot of uh, yeah. Eret Lux. Oh, you're absolutely correct. After this scene, when Ava sends them out to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking wild. His two versions, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Celia potentially didn't die in childbirth. So what if Celia and Bartosh had a life together? It's weird. I think, honestly, they just, could, they just didn't have the time yeah. to tell us. And that's why... Yeah having a fourth season would have been beneficial. Like imagine if they had, imagine if they were like, here's our third season. It's entirely Eret Lux. It's out of the timeline. Yeah. It's out of the cycle of the three. It exists yeah. in its own. This is a different universe. And then we spend the whole season doing essentially what season one and two did for Adam's world, but for Eret Lux. And then season three is the clash between those two worlds. And you as a viewer are torn you can't decide yeah. between light and shadow either yeah. because yeah. you're like, yeah, but their life, they're going to lose it all. Like yeah. just, you know, a moment to see that Magnus and Francisca are gone. Their entire love is wiped. Yep. Yep. I wonder if, if what they were trying to do by doing that, by being like, oh, she's the side of the light, but they didn't want the audience to immediately say that light is good so they yeah. were like well let's have the unknown and he kills people so he's really bad and ava raises him and is okay yeah. with him killing people so that means that the light side isn't really light yeah but you know what that could be solved by us falling in love with light or maybe even not and that would happen naturally anyway yeah because some viewers are gonna say yeah but people are trapped in this it's not real and it's not fair you mm -hmm. know look at helg trapped forever in an endless loop of abuse which isn't fair and all of it would be gone yeah so all of a sudden it becomes some people saying yeah but for the greater good and what's fair for all of us 
yes, you want to live and have this life, but is it fair for the rest of us to be trapped in this endless thing? And then you go back to the other side and people are saying, yes, but even though I'm getting the hand that I'm dealt, I still want it. Helg saying to someone, yes, but my son, he's beautiful. And that's it, oh my man. God, dude. All you mm-hmm. need is someone saying it's fucking worth it. Yeah. It's yep. worth it. I love that battle of philosophy there. And I think that, yeah, I think that that would have been incredibly uh, interesting. Because I also think that Adam, Adam causes a lot of suffering. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? He really does create the suffering in many ways that he's mm-hmm. trying to escape and that everyone is trying to escape. Mm-hmm. So Afa conversely could be creating more love and more joy and we start to see how these two influences actually impact the experience of life yeah and their choices create the purpose that each of them are living with whoa 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 what if they lost their child Oh, because then yes, the whole show is about parents and children and loss. Yep. Yeah. And then Adam wants to undo it, and Ava says no because I want the two the time years that we, we had. had. Yep. yep. There you fucking go. Holy solved. shit! Now it relates back to Tan House. It's uh-huh. fucking good. It's uh. And it also makes sense. It also makes so much sense to me because it's like, just imagine, imagine them, Ava and Adam together, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they break off. Like yeah. a lot of couples do after their kid yes. dies. They, yes. they yep. break up because yes. the dad is like, yes. was whatever happened. I, yes. it wasn't worth it. And she's like, it was, it was worth and, it. Yeah. And we never see the child either. Yeah. We yep. never see, we just know it happens. And that hugging scene then between Adam and Ava at the very end, Oh, would just be so much more powerful. Yep. I man, I'm just saying. If you <laughs> need to write a fanfic, three major fans Ma'am. in your writing room, <laughs> <laughs> have us there. Yeah, no, Ma'am? it's it's a, it, oh my oof, god, so good, so 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 good. Also, I I do feel I should probably say I am a little bit biased because I was writing Gone at the same time uh, that they were probably writing this show, and I sort of to- I sort of told that story in in gone right where i kind of left the ending open and it was yeah. like you take what you make of it and i don't want to spoil my goddamn show but like it's this it's the same ultimate vibe and end message and um you know i chose to end it in a different way so it's just also choice too it's right writer's choice at some point bringing it back to Mergle saying at what point is it just something you wish had been different but you need to respect what the writer chose to say Yep. versus it being bad or poorly yeah. done. You know, yeah. I do think that there was some poorly done things in the season. I do, I, you know, pacing and the, the exposition and stuff that isn't up to the quality that season one and season two were. But as far as the ending goes, that was their thing to tell. And that's how they wanted to do it. And I just yeah. simply disagree. Maybe potentially you've changed my mind, Mergs, because I was very much like that ending is fucking great. I don't think I would have changed it, but man, switching some of those key things. Oh, um, mm. that, that would have been very, very cool. That would have been very, very, very cool. I agree. And then, because then if it's like, we've lost our child, I'm fighting to keep the timeline alive and he wants to undo the whole thing. That means that at the end, the two of them sacrificing themselves for this other 
or other couple and this other child means so much more and it's still somehow a snake eating its own tail yeah it's still the same theme yeah yeah i think also something that I should say is I think it's a testament to how good the show is and the writers and everything that they put down yes. for us, for us to be able to extrapolate these ideas to mm-hmm. the point that we're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's super important. You know, like if the, yeah. if the base isn't giving us the, the fruit to take <laughs> yeah. on that one. The other thing too, is if it wasn't so fucking good, I wouldn't be so passionate about it. You know, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be able to sit here and rant about this thing. I would have turned the episode off. Yeah. You know, I would have just been like, oh, that's shit TV. And it's not, you know, this whole thing is, again, one of my favorite, despite the unknown. It's one of my favorite um, TV shows of, of all time. And that's incredible. I feel, imagine, just going back to your thing that you said about like imagine if the creators ever found this podcast and then decided to listen to this episode first and they're like well i'm so happy like the unknown was my favorite part yeah <laughs> i would <laughs> yeah but that's okay people can have different opinions yeah that's true yeah but when i it's like reading youtube youtube comments on my yeah. show i'm like oh i'm gonna go die now uh yeah. this person like <laughs> totally hated this and thought that you know like man there was a kicker of a comment on the end of nocturne that was just like you know i'm so dissatisfied and like what they say like something like 30 some odd episodes up till this point or a waste or something like that and i was like oh oh god and the thing is you only focus on that one comment right as a creator you hone in on that and go okay well yes i see where i failed there and yes the ending was rushed and they were right in some ways because one of the characters in our show or one of the players actors i guess or whatever um was gonna go away on three weeks vacay and we didn't realize it until then and i was like i guess we have to have the finale now and so it was in some ways a little rush and they were right and that's not it wasn't necessarily fair of us to do that but at the same time we couldn't stall for three more episodes without me feeling like we were prolonging something and so we made the call right and it's like sometimes you make calls that are some people are gonna feel like are a bummer but a lot of people still felt satisfied with it and we did the best that we could and you know sometimes you have limitations and then i learned and then i was like okay next time i know to be like what are the next four weeks looking like for everyone i knew (laughs) during gone to be like we've hit end game now so the next five episodes that's probably all we got left you're here or I'm writing you out. <laughs> like, yeah. That's just what's happening. Um, and it worked for gone, you know, like they appreciated that heads up. And then I did it again for Cerebrum where it was like, okay, and game is triggered. We got about three episodes left. Nobody fuck off. So, you know, it's a problem when it's an improv show. You can't, you know, you can't predict the ending. You can't. Yeah. Anyway, I learned. But also on a production level, like stuff like that happens. And yeah. who knows, maybe something like that happened. Maybe they had four seasons laid out yeah. and Netflix was like, no, we're only doing three. We don't yep. know what happened. Yeah, exactly. You know, or maybe they just, you know, maybe they really wanted to explain. Maybe they really wanted to explain some things, except that I don't, I don't believe that because that one final scene where they go, we know you want to know what happened to Wohler's eye, but you're never going <laughs> to yeah. know. And they you know wink what? at us. That Fucking scene so feels good. like it was written way earlier. You know, yeah, what I no, mean? totally. Like, yeah. They did yeah. it to be like, you're never going to know. And we yeah. know 
we know you YouTubers and Redditors are going to comment and be like, but what about Waller's eye? Yep. And I literally cannot wink because we're missing an eye, but <laughs> you're never going to know. <laughs> and I, I fucking laughed out loud. I was like, Me I too. see you writers. I see what uh -huh. you did there. So good. At least they didn't have the unknown come in and punch him in the eyeball right? at one point and be like, that's it. That's it was the unknown, guys. It was the unknown the whole time. Just oh one scene God. of him breaking Waller's arm for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that was the case, if it was just that easy, not that murder or violence is that easy, but it sort of is in a way it just detracted from. OK, we're just repeating the same thing. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Something that I want to drop here for us to think about is um, a really great fan explanation of the realities that are explored in season three. And I think this really sums it all up. I personally feel like the writers, for whatever reasons, decided to explore a timeline magic trick as well as Claudia's mic drop moment yes. as the focus for season three. It is the first thing we see in the show yeah. as well is a magic trick being done. So you are right on there. Yeah. Okay. Versus what we were expecting, which was more character exploration and philosophy exploration and the things that make the two worlds similar and different. I'm also dropping this here because I swear to God, I spent like an hour going through this and piecing it together in my brain. There are so many realities. We're going to talk about this a little bit in the time travel episode yes. in a couple episodes from now. So check it out. We also haven't plugged where to find show notes in a little bit. So if you go to thegeekgeneration.com slash dark slash show notes, you'll be able to explore all the show notes for all of our episodes. And we'll include this link there. Yeah. And definitely check this out so that you're prepared for our time travel episode, which I think is coming yeah. up in one or two episodes here. So everything we see in season three is just the realities like the characters doing stuff in different realities which is why it feels like there's so many goddamn marthas there's yeah. like five marthas in the season including ava and it's yeah. because there's different realities that were split and so like savior martha is the one who gets betrayed by adam and killed but yeah. then the martha who was stopped by bartosh goes off and does something else and then the martha who was saved by Jonas went off with him to Endgame to save marin what's his name yeah yes and yes. sonia Yes. Merrick and Sonia. M Merrick and Sonia. Merrick. And Merrick, which Jonas. is like another version of Marta. And Sonia yeah, is yeah. literally an anagram of Jonas. So like, holy shit. Yeah. This is really interesting. My interpretation of reality three is that it itself is Schrodinger's cat, which is important because they mention that in the show specifically. The loop both exists and doesn't exist in reality three. The loop exists within reality three until we observe it mm -hmm. and witness Martha B and Jonas A save Tannhaus's family, thereby killing the loop. Marta B and Jonas A entering reality three, aka the origin world, does not break the cycle. Instead, it itself is simply another part of the cycle. That is fucking awesome. Yep. And that's a quote from Ianto Jones, who is the person who posted this to Reddit. So yeah, my God, do I see you? And I yep. spent a lot of time appreciating and going through this Mm -hmm. this graph that you made so for those who are listening who are interested again we're going to cover this in our time travel episode so look through it wrap your mm -hmm. brains around it because mm -hmm. there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot to follow there but i think what it really comes down to is what i said before is this was what the 
the writers wanted to achieve is this really intricate, complicated, time traveling situation that is explained from beginning to end. Because a lot of these realities, the beginning is the end and the end is the beginning. And you can track it all the way through until Claudia shows up and says, actually, this is what's going on. And I need you to go stop your younger self and send them along this other path to go save the origin world. And so that was just a writing decision, Mm. I think. Yep. But oh my God, do I love what we came up with today? And I would absolutely read a fan fiction of that. A (laughs) ending for season three. People listening, I'd love to know if you felt the same way we did, because I feel like The three of us, especially over the course of this podcast, we've learned just how similar we are. Yeah. I'd love to hear from people who absolutely loved season three, just for some perspective. So if you have some time to write to us and let us know, that's definitely something I'd, I'd, you know, when you, when you think something or you have an opinion and you're like, I just want to check myself. Can somebody just tell me, you know, am I way off base here? Did anybody else feel the way we felt? Please feel if you have time. Obviously, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, you can write us at darkcompanionpod at gmail.com. And if you have a short thought, you can also tweet at us at Radio Winden. Mm-hmm. Should we do some shout outs? That was great. Yeah, let's wrap yeah. it up here. Yeah, it was a good discussion. Mm-hmm. And basically from here on, dear listeners, we're back on track. We're talking about the things that we love about Dark and the <laughs> yeah. things that uh, we have found really poignant and interesting about Dark. And we have a couple really heavy hitting episodes coming up. So yep. we are also entering Endgame and we have some mm-hmm. good stuff to talk about. But yeah, let's um, let's do some shout outs. Wonderful. I'm PB uh, or Pumpkinberry. You can find me at Twitch and Twitter at Pumpkinberry, or you can head over to pumpkinberry.tv and see what I'm up to. Shout out to a couple of people who've come in specifically from dark to say hi to me while I'm streaming. Super awesome. I love that you've done that. I literally stop what I'm doing and make everyone in my chat say hi to you. So if that, (laughs) if that terrifies you, I'm sorry, I will try very hard not to put the pressure on. But if you, if you wave at me and you let me know that you're from dark, I can't help it. I just get overwhelmed with excitement because this is like the secret side passion project that we all have, I feel like. And yeah, yeah, it just means it means a lot to us when when we meet other dark fans. I just finished a 10 episode improv show called The Cerebrum Project. Uh, It's very dark and fucked up. If that sounds like something you want to go check out, uh, you can check it out by going to tablestory.tv slash cerebrum. I've also done a couple of other really cool time travel-y alt-reality type shows uh, because that's the shit that I love, uh, which you can also find at pumpkinberry.tv. And that's me. And um, yeah, I just, if, if that's your jam, go check it out. Awesome. Thank you. Congratulations on that finale too, by Fuck the way. Man, it was dude. so insane. It was flawless. It was phenomenal. Can I tell you something really cool? Yeah. I do wrote my prediction for the ending. So here's the thing with an improv show for those who aren't going to watch it. You have to write multiple endings because you're not sure what your players are going to do. It's improv, right? They're going to, they could go any which way. I have done three shows now, uh, four if you include the three episode uh, Stygian, right? So this, this show, we prepared a various different endings, but I wrote what I thought was going to happen. And it's exactly what the players did. And I've never been more proud because it just means to me, I'm better at watching the players, seeing their motivations and knowing and trusting in their, 
their characterization that I know what they're going to decide. There is yeah. no other alternative because that's what the character would do. I know the character yeah. now as well as the players do. And I think that's fucking awesome. And um, so yeah, cool. I, yeah, I was incredible. just so fucking pleased with that, that I like to the T of what, of just knowing like this player is going to try to do something insane. You know, like I just, just knew because it suited the character, not because yeah. it was what the player was going to do. It was just, it was just, it felt really good. And yeah, I'm very satisfied with that fucking ending. My God, it was so good. Phenomenal. Yep. Anyway, I was very pleased. Thank you for that happened mm -hmm. yesterday, which is, I think is probably why I only got an hour or two of sleep. Cause I was all like, <gasps> when you end a show, it's just crazy. Thank you. Murgles. Hi, I'm Murgles. Um, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Murgles. I'm a professional storyboard artist and animator. And on my Twitch channel, I am working on my third short film. It does not currently really have a title, but its working title is Moss. And it is about mental health and self-care and just all that stuff. So if you're interested in seeing how animated films get made, I do every part of the process live on the stream and I love answering questions. So come by if you have any and uh, I'd love to see you. So thanks. Awesome. And I'm Acorn. You can find me online at Acorn Bandit and also on joysons.com. That's J-O-I-S-A-N-S.com. You can also add a slash pages slash Acorn for a list of all of my stuff. I have links there. Um, basically, I am mostly a podcaster. I'm also going to be writing a book for Final Fantasy X. So those are my current projects. But you can check them all out there. And thank you also for listening. We hope yes. you enjoy the conversation. Again, if you have contrasting thoughts, if you wanted to bring something up that we didn't discuss today, feel free to let us know. You can write us at darkcompanionpod at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at Radio Winden. Special thanks go to Johnny Caballero for letting us use the beautiful cover art for our podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Johnny Knight. That's J-H-O-N-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T. And we're also proudly part of the Geek Generation Network. You can find more of our awesome podcasts related to cool, nerdy things like TV, comics, and movies at thegeekgeneration.com. Thank you so much for diving into Dark with us today. We'll be back after a Radio Winden with our next topic, which is going to be Nietzsche. Me? Yep. Oh, dude, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I've been trying <laughs> to do research for this thing. It led to a three-hour debate conversation between Denki and I. It was probably one of the best conversations that he and I have ever had. It was so good. Oh, my God. This is so exciting. Holy shit. Yes. I just have a lot of feelings. Yeah. It's gonna... <laughs> it's gonna... I'm... This is my prediction for this next fucking episode of the podcast. You two debating. And at the end, I weigh in. Yeah. You're trying to convince me one way or the other. And then I'm like, okay... I'm just going to be listening. <laughs> I have strong feelings and I will tell you right now, my research so far, I still have a lot to do, but my research so far has not changed my mind. Oh, wow. So, yeah. In fact, it's galvanized me and my original opinion, <laughs> which I'm sure will incense so many people. I'm about to, I'm about to get some, some people who will We're about to get hate me. mail. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cool. It's going to be hate mail directed at me specifically, probably. But anyway, that's really exciting. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> too much. No, 
not the hate mail, but the discussion. The discussion yes. is going to be yes. super exciting because I have not started my research and I remember being kind of partial to Nietzsche back in college, but it's been a while. Yeah, but you change, right? Yeah, everybody changes. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so cool. I, I'm a okay. very different person than when yeah. the person I was in college. So who knows? I might be on the 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 Murgles boat, the Murgles bandwagon with Nietzsche. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I think my opinions are very colored by lots of different things. It's not just going to be about text specifically. I mean, okay. I'll try to focus on text specifically because my opinions are neither here nor there when it comes to interpretations of those texts, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I do think it's important to discuss the interpretations of the text and the influence they have on the general populace. So... <laughs> Again, we're going to be tackling this topic after a Radio Winden episode next week. So you have some time to anticipate. If you have anything that you want to throw into the conversation, feel free to write us. But thank you for listening again, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.